Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, guys, and welcome to the Mom Hour. I'm Megan Francis here, as always, with Sarah Powers. Hi, Sarah. Hey, Megan. We are excited to bring you um, a really fun more than mom episode, which if you don't know, is kind of this, I don't know, fluffier, more, less parenting, more mom life stuff. Yeah. It's um, also kind of where we give ourselves permission to stray from. Just talk about whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and we thought it'd be really fun to do kind of like a fluffy look back at 2018. Yeah. Since this is airing toward the, the end of the year. But I think even if you're not hearing this until 2019, you'll still have fun listening to this. It, it will tell you a lot about Sarah's and mine personality. Yes. Um, and kind of what we are up to outside of our lives as parents and as mom podcasters, which, you know, um, if you are a new listener, we do a parenting related topic every Tuesday. But this is our chance to just kind of kick back and have fun. Yeah, fun and fluffy. Um, you if you're listening to this the day it comes out, it is the Friday before Christmas. So you may be in full blown holiday rush mode, in yeah. which case we're right there with you. Even we're just, we're giving you some ear candy. You yes. don't have to think too hard about this episode. Exactly. And while we're yeah. talking about timing, I wanted to let you guys know that next Tuesday is Christmas day. We will not release a Tuesday episode, but we're not going to leave you hanging a whole week. We are releasing an episode the day after Christmas on the 26th, which is a Wednesday. So look for that. And that is a, also a little bit of a retrospective, a look back at 2018, but in a very different way. So, you know, tune in for that yeah. one as well. And then we plan on having our first two episodes of January be like looks forward into 2019 and, and things that we want to be intentional about and things like that. So I'm really excited. We're going to have kind of like two look backs and then two look forwards. I love in it. A row. I love it. Yeah. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor meals we tried. 
And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah. And for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle, whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour50 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's from our O-U-R place.com code mom hour. All right. So shall we get in? Yes, please. All right. So um, as we usually do with more than mom episodes, um, you know, Sarah is our organized bus driver for our regular episodes, but I tend to take the, you know, grab the wheel on this one. Um, and so I just came up with a bunch of questions about 2018. Some that I myself could not answer. I know I'm being completely unfair because I have questions in here that I'm asking Sarah that when I sat down and tried to come up with an answer, couldn't. So I love it though. I we woke, might need to carry each other a little bit. That's all right. We'll have more to say on some than others, I'm sure. But I woke up to these questions at my usual like 5 a.m. Sat down with my coffee and my phone, and they just made me smile. I didn't know what you had cooked up. I knew we were going to kind of like look back, but they just you did a great job. So I'm excited. Oh, thanks. Buckle up, guys. All right, buckle up. Okay, Sarah. Here's your first question. Okay, what was the clumsiest? or dumbest thing you did in 2018, <laughs> extra points if it had lasting effects. Okay. Um, so I first want to say for the record that I did not have any minor car scrapes because in 2017, <laughs> I had two for sure, but I think three. We talked about, we did a driving episode once and we talked about how you and I are both safe drivers when it comes to like big accidents. But yes, but like low stakes driving, we're yes, both terrible and at. like yes. parking lot. It's parking lot yeah. scrapes that I have way too many to count. So anyway, yeah. 2018. Garage doors are my... Yeah. Or the, the walls yes, of the garage. Exactly. Yeah. That, I'm yeah. famous for that. Well, we are recording this on December 19th. I guess I have like 12 more days to scrape yeah. up my car, but so far so good. So no car scrapes in 2018, but I do have one funny, embarrassing story that happened at my kid's school. That was so funny. So 
I was at my kid's school in the morning because I volunteer in the library. And the way our school works is the kids line up outside. Everything is outside in California. So the classrooms all face outside, kind of to a quad area. The kids line up outside their classrooms and they do the flag salute. They say the Pledge of Allegiance. The whole school, our school is small, but it's the whole school facing the flag in the morning. So I happened to be at school and I was kind of puttering around. I hadn't gone up to the library yet. And I was I decided to go to, through the lost and found to see if my kids had any like water bottles or sweatshirts in there. So I'm digging through the lost and found and I'm hearing them get ready for the Pledge of Allegiance. Like the kids are lining up. Um, usually like a member of the student body president gets on the mic and like says, you know, whatever, we're going to do the pledge and you get ready. So everybody starts to say the Pledge of Allegiance and I'm going to join in because I'm a respectful adult. And I was like, okay, I'll put my right hand over my heart. So I kind of stood up from the lost and found. Well, I didn't realize I was standing like right next to the flag. So I had been like, I had been like bent over with my butt out, rifling through dirty sweatshirts, not really standing at attention until like the pledge had already gotten, you know, the first few words. And I was like, oh, I'll stand at attention. I stand up and I realized the whole like 250 people are basically (sighs) facing me because I had been tuned out right where the flag was. And so then I had to stay there and say (laughs) the Pledge of Allegiance, like right next to the flagpole, like a foot from the flagpole with everyone looking right at me. Anyway, I I was reminded of it because I was at school this morning and I was reminded how funny that was. (laughs) Okay, that sounds a lot like something I would do. I'm very curious. Did you like, did you acknowledge your foolishness or did you just kind of keep your head down and pretend like it wasn't happening? I, I just kind of, I just joined in with the pledge and kept moving. Because <laughs> I, I mean, there of those 250 people, many of them probably didn't notice. It was just, I felt right. so conspicuous because I couldn't move. Once I realized it, we were, I had to say the Pledge of Allegiance, like <laughs> basically like me and the flagpole in the middle of the <laughs> group. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, you know how we talked about, like, I am a a bad um, garage driver. Yes. Parking lot driver. It's the spatial awareness. Yes. I also think that I'm, I'm, I'm sloppy when I perceive something to not be important and like backing out and pulling into my garage has never felt that important. Right. However, I haven't had a garage now in, I don't know, like well over seven months. So I've had no garage scrapes. But I did get, rear, uh, get in a rear end accident on the highway. This is terrible. I had been driving all day. I took my kids um, out to Minnesota to visit family and made it all the way to 10 miles outside of the campground where I was going to go um, meet my family. Uh, my brother and his family were there with their RV. And then my brother that lives in Minnesota and his family was coming just to hang out with us there. And I rear ended somebody. I still don't really know what happened. Like, honestly, I don't ex- like. It was stop and go traffic. I think the guy kind of was like switching lanes. And I think I kind of tried to pull forward. Okay. Well, he was moving or something. And so like one corner of my car hit the other corner of his car. Um, and we, you know, and then we had to pull over and there was all the stop and go traffic. It took forever for the police officer to come. And I got a ticket, blah, blah, blah. But the funnier part about this, I was so shaken. I mean, when I finally got off the highway, like I'm shaking, my hands are shaking. You know, I don't, you know, that adrenaline rush yeah, you get. Yeah. Yeah. And something really scary happens. And I got off the highway and pulled immediately into a plaza because I just was like, I, I'm like, I am not in any condition to drive. I yeah. just need to pull over. And I ran over, like, I don't even know what you'd call it. You know, when you pull into a parking lot, there's like that little, like a curb that goes around some flowers yeah. or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like the curb, but it's curvy and mm-hmm. it kind of goes yes. around something. Yes. I ran <laughs> over it like gunk 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 
the bottom of my car oh scraping my on it. And then I just pulled over and just sat there. I was like, you guys, I might just, we're now like a mile from the campground. I might just have to wait here for someone to come get me. Like, I don't know yeah, that I can drive. I, can I was that. so shaken up, but I did make it. And I did already talk that probably the most clumsy thing I actually did was um, when I fell on the ice and hurt my knee. Yeah. And I talked about that on the show last year and it did go away eventually, but like that had some far reaching effects. Like my legs did not work properly for my one leg for like yeah. a three months. I was yeah. wearing a knee brace and it was right before you and I went to Phoenix, yes. right? Mm-hmm. It was in the very yes. beginning of the year. And then it was still winter for a long time. Yes. So you had to be so careful on the ice. I hobbled off of the plane to come oh, yeah, you to did. you and had like yeah, a knee did. brace on. You made me valet hike. park everywhere we went. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I kept forgetting. Like I just yes. wasn't used to it. So you'd be like, um, can we slow down? I'd be like, oh, sorry. I'm like a really fast walker and we're talking while we walk. And like, I just felt so bad because you had to keep reminding me that you had a bum knee. Like, I know. I'm a, well, I'm, I'm usually a fast walker too. And I just couldn't keep up. I was like, like literally at that point, like one like stiff knee hobble. Was oh my gosh. On. So funny. <sighs> all right. Moving on from that. I'm hoping for 2019, like no clumsy moments like that. I'm knocking all of the woods right okay. now. All right. Okay. Next question. What was the best purchase you made in 2018? Okay. I'll be quick. Um, I would say that any airplane ride that took me to see a friend, and there were several of them, one of them took me to see you and I went to see your show and your home and any ticket that brought me to see a live performance of any kind. And there were a few of each of those things this year. I had a trip to Vegas that we saw our friends and um, a trip to see my friend Sarah's concert in Utah last week. So any plane ride that took me to see a friend and any ticket to see a live show. And there were more of those this past year than there have been for a long time. And it was just great. Also unrelated. I just opened an early Christmas present for my mom and it, they are Spanx brand black leggings, not workout leggings, like everyday oh, wow. leggings. And it's pretty much that would be the best purchase that I'd ever made in my life. They are so amazing. Are they comfortable? Does They're it hurt? So comfortable. No. Are they? They're okay. not like shapewear. They they have some of the benefits of Spanx shapewear, but they're not like sucking yourself in. They're just yeah. the perfect amount of like a regular like regular legging, but just like with high some compression. Support. Yes, but yeah. not even high compression, just the right amount. Just the right amount of compression. They're glorious. Okay. okay I well, might have to check that out. What about um, you? Well, I will just say like you're inspiring me because I have always been great about going to see a lot of live shows and traveling. And often for me, those two things go together. Yeah. Um, and over in, in 2018, besides, you know, things were just crazy. Like I was financially um, strapped and work. I was working so much for the first five, six months, seven months of the year that like, I really didn't even take short day trips to see friends. Like a lot of that stuff just kind of fell off of my radar in 2018. And I, I saw live shows here, like ones that my friends were in, like at the little mm-hmm. local theaters and stuff, but I really didn't get outside of my little world too much last year mm-hmm. besides work travel and, and just kind of really ultra local arts. I really didn't get out too much. So I would like to change that in 2019. So you just, you oh, just good. inspired me. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, and I will say to any kind of like moms in the trenches right now that like you will get to the point where you can right. hop on a plane and go see your best friend for a day. I always admire the moms who keep that going in the new motherhood years. And some do. But if you were like me and you just hibernated for eight years, it will. You'll you will return. Um, and it's great. Yeah. All right. Ready for the next question. Mm-hmm. Can you remember a time you laughed really, really hard in the last year? Well, it's funny you ask this because no, I have terrible amnesia about this kind of thing. I mean, I laugh a lot. I laugh a lot at TV. Brian and I watch a lot of really funny TV. That's probably the most that I laugh. Um, But I went to a neighborhood party last night with four couples from my neighborhood and they're all like not 
our demographic, like they're older than us or they don't have kids. It's a really fun group of people. And one of my neighbors, Ron, told a story about how he used to never pay his parking tickets in Chicago, which Megan, you have parked a lot in Chicago and Mm -hmm. you know, and this is like from 25 years ago. And he had this amazing story about eventually getting arrested for having like 300 parking tickets in his trunk. And it won't be funny if I retell it, but (laughs) I laughed really, really, really hard, like genuine belly laughs. We all were at this story. And there's something special about that. I will always remember that party and laughing that hard at that story. That's why I asked this question because I just feel like those times when like your stomach hurts from laughing so hard um, is it is special and it and it's memorable. Yeah. But you don't always remember why. And so right. I actually wrote down that I have laugh amnesia because yeah. I have those belly laughs a lot. And I really it's it's a unique thing when I can remember yeah. why I laughed yeah. so hard. So I couldn't come up with one. Um, but I have. But like that feeling is still like such a yes. visceral memory. Yeah. Like the muscle memory behind what it feels like to clutch your stomach. And yes hyperventilate. And if I thought about it hard enough, maybe I could come up well, with Well, you and I laugh a lot. I mean, we laugh on the show, but we also make each other laugh a million yes. times a day. So some of my laughter has been with you this year. Oh, I know. And I probably had belly laughs when listening to some of our boxes and things yes. like that too. So, <sighs> all right. So um, next question. Okay. What was the best? And I'm so sorry to ask you best because I hate questions like that, but right. I'm asking you anyway. What was the best movie or TV show you saw in 2018? Okay. Well, I don't watch movies hardly ever. We've been to a few kids movies, so I'll skip that part. But I watch a lot of good TV and um, I'm, I can't pick one, but I will, I'm going to just without commentary list the ones that we actively watched this year. And it's a lot. So Godless, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, mm-hmm. Billions, mm-hmm. Killing Eve, Ozark. We rewatched all of 30 Rock every single episode. Homecoming, Mindhunter, The Crown, Love, Silicon Valley, Peaky Blinders, and then our reality shows or our reality news shows are Top Chef, Survivor, Saturday Night Live, Last Week Tonight, and The Daily Show. Okay, so if I had to pick one, the very first one I mentioned that like if I wanted you guys to go watch something is Godless. It was an HBO miniseries, actually, technically, because it's like six or eight episodes. Um, and it has Michelle Doc. Dockerty? Dockerty. Yeah, from Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey, yeah. Um, the pretty one. Yes. And it is fantastic. Everything about it is amazing. But all of those that I mentioned, I genuinely like. And I could nerd out talking about TV shows forever. That would be a whole episode. So Okay, so I've everyone keeps telling me I need to watch Silicon Valley. So I've got it on my list. I'm yeah, going to watch it. It's what very funny. Peaky Blinders? So think? actually, Peaky Blinders, I I like it. I don't love it as much. It's probably near the bottom of this list. Now, I, mm, okay. I only put shows on this list that we liked enough to keep watching. So like if we tried a show and didn't watch it, it's not on this list. So I liked everything. Peaky Blinders is, it's very dark. It's pretty violent. Um, and I like dark and violent shows. Like I love The Sopranos. I love Ozark. I loved Breaking Bad. Like I can do those, but maybe just because there's been so many of them. You know what it reminds me a lot of, Megan, is you have talked about, you and I have talked about Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. Peaky Blinders is very, very similar to Boardwalk Empire. It's even the same time period. It's just in working class Birmingham, England, instead of, mm. you know, New Jersey and New York. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's good. It's okay. It's good. Well, I, you know, you know how I am a good into the movies. Yeah. I will say this year I did get to the movies marginally more times than I did in 2017. So by marginally, I mean, I probably went three times in 2017 and I think I went five or six times in 2018. So, hey, that's like almost double. Yeah. Um, And I would put in an enthusiastic plug for the new Spider-Man movie. I thought it was great. I think it's like 
really kid friendly. Okay. Um, I can't, I think it's probably rated PG 13 and I don't remember there being any swearing or like, yeah. oh, there's some violence. Right. But it, it just was like so endearing. I loved the boy who becomes Spider-Man. Okay. He's such a like, cause he's a middle schooler, okay. which is different. I yeah. think Peter Parker was a high schooler. Yeah. And yeah. there's just that difference between a middle school boy of which yeah. I have one yeah, and in high school. And he's kind of endearing and like gawky and nerdy and it's very cool. And there were things they could do with the animation that they can't do even with really good CGI that I thought just added a lot to it. It was great. I really enjoyed it. Um, I have realized about myself that I really need a TV buddy. Mm -hmm. It's not that I don't like watching TV by myself. I I do, but like, I forget I'll I'll always come up with something different to do if I don't have someone to watch a show. I agree with. with that. My TV watching has been, you know, not that much this year, but I did finally get around to watching season two of Stranger Things. Okay. Um, which I liked. Maybe not quite as much as season one, but I liked it. Um, I love the show Shit's Creek with uh, Eugene Levy and uh, Catherine O'Hara. Uh-huh. It's very funny. And then there's a show that's a, a BBC show called Toast of London. And it's as, you know, BBC comedies tend to be, it's like kooky. Okay. Like the Brits don't care. Yeah. They will yeah. just do whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. there's just a random musical outburst in the middle of the show. Yeah. But it's so, so funny. It's about a, like a working actor in London and okay. he's very kooky and it's really funny and really over the top at times. But, um, but I, I really love that. And I ended up watching that like kind of twice all the way through. Okay. I, I'm going to put that on my list. I can get yeah. behind all kinds of things you just said. Comedy, yeah. <laughs> kooky comedy, awkward comedy, British comedy. I'm, yes. I'm and, here for and it. And one of the things I really love about British comedy is they don't hang on to a show for too long. Yeah. Like even really good shows are done after like three or four seasons a lot of the time. And that kind of frees the actors up to do other projects. Yeah. So you end up seeing a lot of the same people okay. in multiple things. It's not like, the American office that went on for 14 seasons. Right. right and so right, those people are right, kind of used up by right. the time they get to the end of it. Yeah. Like what else are you ever going to think about, you know, Pam, right. Like, you know, she's Pam. So right. I kind of appreciate that about British um, TV. And, and this show is a really good example of that. Nice. That kind of thing. I like it. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals Collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? 
Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves, so they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's chewable kids' vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Okay, Sarah, now we're going to get really deep. Okay. But just for one question, then we're okay. going to fluffy again. <laughs> okay. So what's something that you learned about yourself in 2018? Um, or it could be something that you already knew about yourself, but like it really solidified in your head when this thing happened. Okay. I love that you asked this because I actually had to give it some thought. And what I came up with is I really got to experience this year how much I love and thrive with a lot of alone time. Now, I would have mm. told you this already that I'm a relative introvert. I'm a homebody. I think there's a difference between a homebody and an introvert because homebodies I can, I can enjoy bringing people into my home and having lot, you know, lots of social interactions at home, but I really do love being at home and I'm a relative introvert. So this year, as you guys know, my kids uh, all started full-time school in August. So for the last four months, they've been in full-time school. Um, but even in the early part of 18, uh, 2018, I had at least three days a week of that. And so um, particularly since the fall, I have had five days a week to myself. And I think what I thought would happen is I thought with all of that time, I thought, well, I'll have a nice mix of like working a few hours a day, going to the gym, meeting up with friends for coffee, like, you know, bopping around doing errands. And I really have found that my very favorite thing is to look at my calendar and have a day where I don't have anybody to talk to that I have to talk to or places to be and mm. where I can truly be home the whole day. Now, I might not work that whole time I'm at home because I'll putter around the house and do things, but I just really have relished in that, um, like kind of a lot of time to myself. And so maybe I'm just sort of like a glutton for it because after, you know, having little kids in my house for so long, it, I, I was hungry for it, but I think I realized about myself, like I really do need that much time, which is kind of a lot of time that I didn't have yeah. for a very long time. So now you're like greedy for it. Yeah. You're like, you're like I want more of it. Like bit, yeah. the end of the school day comes and I'm like, oh, but I only had six hours to myself. <laughs> and like all you newer moms out there with like three little kids at home were like six hours. Well, isn't it funny? I mean, I will say really like as an aside really quickly that you it's it's amazing how quickly you forget how good you have it or how hard yeah. much harder it was. Like, you know that someplace in the recesses of your head, yeah. you know that it was super hard before and now it's a lot less hard. Yeah. But you, it doesn't you don't have that gratitude necessarily. Right. That you think you should have because you're just like greedy for it. Like yeah. you're it's like after it, um, there's a word um, that I'm really excited to dig into for our intentions episode uh -huh. coming up in a few weeks, because I think I've been kind of rolling around what my intention is going to be, but I think it's going to be discipline. Oh, I like that. And I think when you are a mom of little kids, you get discipline fatigue. I've heard about mm -hmm. there's a thing mm -hmm. called discipline fatigue. Like if you're on a diet or you're like, you know, giving something up for Lent or whatever, it can be really hard to then combine that discipline 
with other kinds of discipline. Okay. Because like you, at some point, your brain almost shorts out on it. Yes. And I think that that is, is new motherhood. Like you get, you're just so used to not getting any time, space, anything for yourself mm-hmm. that when you do get it, <laughs> you don't sit there and reflect about how grateful you right. are. Right. You just suck it up as yeah. hard as you can. So, yeah. um, yeah. So I, I relate to that. Um, this is kind of funny cause mine kind of dovetails off of yours in a weird way. I also get really happy when I know I have a day with like that I don't have to speak to anybody or like that I don't have to like where I have no obligate, like external obligations yes. on me. Yes. That Those days make me very happy. But I have realized in the past couple of years that I am extremely moody, hmm. which you wouldn't necessarily think. I think no. that surprises people, um, including me, because I come off as really, I don't know, like easygoing and just whatever happens I just mm-hmm. deal with. And I do. But when I'm alone a lot, I get in these funks. Oh, okay. And nobody would know it if they saw me because once I'm around people, the funks go away. Now that doesn't mean, even though I'm an extrovert, I really do like alone time. Mm -hmm. It has to be like on my terms, I have to choose alone time because I want it. It can't be because something was taken away from me. It can't be because no one wants to hang out with me today. Because if no one wants to hang out with me today, I will be sad. Yeah. If I can't find anybody to do something with, and it's a day that I want to go do something, I won't say to myself, that's okay. I could really stand to stay in and get some stuff done. I mean, I can, if I really work hard, but it's much more likely that I will feel disappointed somehow even hurt for no reason. Like nobody hurt my feelings, but I feel like my feelings were hurt. It's Mm -hmm. really weird. And I've really started to notice I've, I've taken stock of it because it's the kind of thing that I have a lot of control over if I recognize it and I don't try to fight it too hard and I just go, okay, well, this happens to me sometimes. Yep. And if I just sit here and if I just sit with it or if I just lean into it a little bit within a few hours, I'll probably feel better. Yeah. Like my mood's like a bus. Yeah. All I have to do is wait 15 minutes and another bus will come along. Um, but I'm just, I don't think it's like hormones. I don't think it's, I, I really don't think it's like any kind of life cycle that I'm in. I right. really just think it's always been there and I yeah. just have more time to notice it now. Well, yes, you have time and you have space. And I think it's so interesting what you said, because you are a relative extrovert and I am a relative introvert. I don't think either of us is like on the uber extreme. Right. Um, but what you said about being alone is so you still extroverts derive their energy from being around people, which is right. how you are. Like what you said, like as soon as you're around people, the mood lifts, whereas right. like for me, introverts need the alone time to re-energize and extroverts right. need the people time to re-energize. So even if you and I both like a balance where we re reset or recalibrate is the opposite, which is so interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. And I just, I feel like the older I get, the more self-aware I get and the more self-aware <laughs> I get, too. the easier it is just to deal with this crap, right? Cause we all have our quirks and we all have stuff that makes us grumpy. Like just the other day, you and I both had a really off day. We were, we and were grumpy we with each other, but we just were separately. Yeah, but we just, and we didn't know we were both grumpy. And yeah. then I think at the end of the day, you were like, oh, I've been really tired today. And I was like, you know what? I'm tired today. And that's why I'm so grumpy. <laughs> but I didn't realize how tired I was until I thought, why am I so grumpy? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, it's because I'm not, I'm yeah. tired. Like, I, yeah. you know, sometimes you just have to really think about why you're feeling something before uh, you know why. Yeah, I agree. And I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm seconding that I get so much more self-aware the older I get and that it does make it easier. So for you, what would feel like being left out or feeling hurt for me, that would be like, you know, feeling really controlling, wanting to control all the outcomes, getting real like anxious or obsessed with details. And it's the same thing. It's just, it's like, oh, okay. I'm doing that thing that I do. Like this thing that I do. This will pass. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Love it. Okay. 
let's go into a, a fluffier one. Okay. Um, what product or service made? Now, this kind of might seem like it is a little bit of a repeat of like what was the best purchase you made in 2018, but it's not necessarily. So right. what product or service made the biggest difference of your life in your life or got the most use over the past year? Mine are so random because I feel like I'm probably forgetting some, but I have two that are technology related and two that are makeup related. So I don't know if that just like means that those are two really important things in my life, makeup and technology. (laughs) Probably. So Voxer, which everybody knows is the voice app that we use to communicate back and forth with each other. I mean, I literally manage my life on Voxer as do you. So that is a huge one. Um, I wore a lot of black eyeliner this year and I, did it make a difference in my life or like it did get a lot of use and it mm. was, I felt like I was bringing it back from a time where I haven't worn black eyeliner really like for many, many years and I kind of like it. Um, and then that ish lip palette that yeah. we got in FabFitFun honestly gets the most play. And both of those things are like a little more um, dramatic makeup that I would have worn a couple of years ago. And I think that's just because I'm getting older and I like it and I don't care. Yeah how it looks. And if I want to wear black eyeliner, I will. And then my last one is a service, a provider of sound editing that we use in the podcast world. Um, it's our friend, yeah. Brian Thomas from Yokai Audio. And um, I mean, we could wax very positive about all of the work we do with Brian, but honestly, like at a very functional level, having a good sound editor allows us to make a podcast. And um, I am usually the one interfacing with Brian and, you know, fixing audio stuff. And so they, he's just been a huge, like a thing that has made a big difference in our business this year. Totally agree. And I'm really glad you brought up all of those things because I also have product amnesia. Yeah. Like whenever you say to me something like whenever we're doing a newsletter or um, a blog post or something where you're like, Hey, let's talk about there's something you're using right now or something you just discovered that you love. I can never ever come up with anything, but except for the black eyeliner, which I do use sometimes, but not very often. I was nodding my head, everything. I loved the ish lip palette that we got in our FabFitFun box. Um, I think I got different colors than you. I think for the lip color, I feel like we got the same. There was an eyeshadow palette where we got different and we realized it and we were like, what? It was so much brighter and more opaque than I usually would use. Yeah on a lip palette, but I loved the colors and I was super happy about them. Yeah. I use Voxer, it almost every day. Yeah. I live in Voxer and I've basically just converted everybody I know to yep. Voxer. Um, and of course, um, Yokai Audio is amazing and has allowed us to do some really cool, fun stuff yes. with, with our show. Yeah. So very excited about that. And I also want to just weigh in <laughs> that I still love my $200 trash can. So now you might think that my love for that would go away and that I would think, gosh, I could really use $200 in my pocket. Why did I buy that stupid thing? But I have never regretted that purchase. I love it. And that is the that's the definition of why something being expensive is all relative. It's only as expensive as like it relates to the value and the meaning that it yes. adds to your life. Because exactly something that's five bucks is expensive if you hate it and it's wasteful. But a $200 yep. trash can that you love is not expensive. I love it. And I think this is probably the seventh or eighth episode I've mentioned it on, but that's just because I love it. I know you went into detail in one of our bonus episodes for patrons. Hint, hint, guys. Did I feel a little left out? It might be because there was an episode just for I actually might have I might have done a whole episode for our patrons just Just on the trash can. can. Now that I think about it. (laughs) That'll really make people want to sign up. You get trash can episodes. It's that good, you guys. Um all right, moving on. Two more. And there are Opposite sides of the same coin. Okay. First one. Positive new habit that you developed in 2018. 
Okay, so I feel really good about this one. This is like a super like I'm a grown up and I'm an adult thing. But um, I started making smoothies every day in the morning. I don't know exactly when I started, but there was a big shift because Brian, my husband, used to make smoothies in the morning. And that includes all the things that are super healthy, the kale and the, you know, flax seeds and all this stuff. I can I can go into detail. People always want to know what's in your smoothie. But Brian started making them a couple years ago. And sometimes he would make me one and I would drink it because I was like, well, this is nutritious. But he shifted his nutrition at the beginning of 2018 to where he eats eggs in the morning. So he's like trying to do much more high protein in the morning, which left me with the decision of like, do is this important enough to me to make myself a really good smoothie every morning. And I did. And I really, I, al- I almost never skip one. I make them every single day. And it is probably the most nutrients that goes into my body all day long. Um, so yeah, that's just, it's a good habit because it takes time. It's messy. It's time consuming. I got to make sure I have all this stuff and the mornings are crazy in my house, but I feel good about it that I, you know, prioritized it enough to make it happen. And I genuinely do feel really good having like all of that nutrients first thing in the morning. That's good. Um, when you said people always want to know what's in my smoothie, did you want me to ask you what was in your smoothie? Well, no, I just didn't want to take a whole bunch of airtime. <laughs> okay. Like it's kind of boring if you don't care, yeah. but like some, I feel like, just, yeah. So maybe if you want to know, leave a comment in the show notes and I'll reply to you. Okay. <laughs> it's it? not that I don't care about your smoothies. No, I, I just, it's not, probably not worth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's, that's great. Um, I have not got like my breakfast routine has been all over the place. And that is one thing I would really like to get figured out. Yeah. In 2018, what's it going to be? Is it going to be, I don't have breakfast. Cause I think that's a, a legitimate sure. choice. And a lot of people yeah. just, you know, purposely skip breakfast. I think where it doesn't fit or work as a lifestyle choice, a healthy lifestyle choice is when you skip it two days of the week and then you pig out on breakfast yeah. the third day. Yeah. And then the fourth day is something right. really bad for you. Like, yeah, I'm kind of all over the place with, with my approach right now. And I need to figure that out. Um, but one thing I did accidentally develop, um, in 2018 was a habit of near daily journaling, which I hadn't done mm. in a long time. I've always been great about journaling when things are happening. Like when I have a lot of stuff I need to like think about or, yeah. or talk to someone about, even if it's just myself in a journal, but what ends up happening when you, when you only journal when there's a lot happening is you miss a lot of the in-between yeah. you, you mm-hmm. miss the day-to-day like seeing how your rhythms are and keeping just keeping in touch with yourself yeah. and so um I've definitely I've journaled on and off since I was nine years old but like after probably probably my young years like nine through teens was when I journaled all the time whether yeah. I had something to say or not and then definitely in my adult years I let it slide um but over the last few months I have been doing it more often and it's very enlightening to go back and look over like how do, like, what do I have to say about myself in a day when everything's going smoothly and everything feels balanced as opposed to what I have to say about myself or my life on days when everything feels out of control and when I'm moody, you know what I mean? When nobody's invited you out to do something. Exactly. (laughs) Like when you see those side by side, you start to, you start to get context and like, it's easier to put things in perspective. Like, oh, I was feeling, and what I've noticed about myself is if I go back and read like about two or three times a month, I basically write the same journal entry and it's a lot of hand wringing. Mm -hmm. And if I go back and read a year's worth of hand wringing and Mm -hmm. then realize that the very next day I felt great Mm -hmm. and everything was fine, then you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That is really, 
So this I have is just like, that thing I do. <laughs> I have a question about sure. like, can you describe the writing style of your journaling? Like, is it complete sentences using like the first person? I, yep. I think I feel yep. okay. It's I'm like, just curious. It's as like, though as I was writing an email to somebody. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I've to really myself, like lost it. I journaled heavily until I was about 21 and then never have been able to consistently get back to it. But part of it is as like trained writers, I'm just never quite sure. Like, do I want this to like be really like well-formed thought out sentences or is it like chicken? Like, is it literally like phrases or is it something in between? Uh, mine's in so, between. So yeah. it's not, it's not an essay. And every time I've started to get too precious about my journaling to yeah. the point where I'm writing flowery yeah. paragraphs, I feel stupid. Yeah. Like, that's kind of where, yeah, that's kind of super awkward and uncomfortable yes. to me. But if it's just a bunch of like, random if it's just too random and like not full sentences I will actually go back and edit it oh my gosh really because I can't stand it so I'm like somewhere in the middle and also I will also say that I was doing pen and paper journaling up until pretty recently and I started just a doc on my computer because what I found is that pen and paper I can't keep up with my thoughts yeah I know I'm a slow writer I'm very slow um and I would feel pages and pages and pages but mentally I was already ahead of my like I was already past what I was what I was writing so now I type and it's better. Yeah. Okay. Because it it does, it comes off feeling like I'm writing a letter to myself. Yeah. Um, and I can go back and be like, oh, that was interesting. And I, it's very easy to scan through it really quickly. Yeah. And so I don't, I still like having a physical journal. I just, I've now I've kind of abandoned it in, in, in favor of computer, which is where I do all my communicating. Yeah. It makes sense that, that that's where yep. I would want to. I'm proud of you. That's a really good Thank habit. You. And I'm proud of you and your smoothie. <laughs> I really am. I could, I could stand more kale in my life. Yeah. All right. Well, this is our last question. Okay. So this is a lot of pressure. Ready for this one? No. What is the habit you would like to either change or develop in 2019? Well, I'd like to go on record and say that we are recording this on December 19th. So as much as I like to plan ahead, even I have not fully formed like all of these 2019 thoughts yet. But the first thing that came to mind, especially if we're talking about habits, um, is meal planning. I, I wrote in our outline, I hear it's great. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's like one of those things where like, you're, there's, it, there's no, like, there's nothing, it's not rocket science. Like right. if you have a meal plan, it, your life is better. And I've talked through all of my various different struggles and sometimes I'm on it and we have all kinds of great available resources to make it easier, but it's like that. It's just like exercise or anything else. It's like the intrinsic desire. I, what I am guilty of is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, which is the definition of insanity. So like I, I ex- heard, yeah, like <laughs> I, I do the thing where I don't have a plan and then I'm mad at five o'clock and I do it over and over again. So I don't know. So, and I'm, I bet you that's even a more of a challenge in your house just because Brian is so good at the cooking and the, and the grocery, like you said, he likes to do all that stuff, right? Yeah. I like to grocery shop. I actually would prefer to do the shopping. Um, I think the biggest challenge for us is the, I mean, everybody has this challenge, but we would prefer to eat really healthy. I mean, practically whatever you could call it like whole 30 paleo. Like we really, that's how we would like to eat him more than me, but even I would prefer to eat that way. And then two, two out of the three, three out of the three, the kids are picky in, mild to moderate to extreme ways. So it just feels like there is nothing. There is nothing that we could make that everyone will eat. And that's just discouraging to face day after day. Yeah, it is. It is. And and I think sometimes, especially, I think when one cup, one person in a couple is great at something and the other one wants nothing to do with it, it's easier sometimes for the person who's great at to just take it over and do it. 
But when both people are kind of like good at parts and not, yeah. great, it's so easy to give each other permission to yeah. slack or to kind of wait for the other person to step up. And because you know they can. Yeah. And maybe they would. Well, maybe. and that's the thing is like, I'm actually, I'm actually, you're giving me like kind of a light bulb moment right now. What I am great at is planning, shopping, and having things at the ready. I am great at that. Brian is actually great at and really enjoys the cooking itself. So if our division of labor looked like I made the meal plan and shopped for the ingredients and made sure that we had kind of kid-friendly accommodations, he would actually come home from work and cook happily. So it's yeah. not like I wouldn't even have to really cook. I would just need to, it's the, it's the like, will they or won't they eat it? And like yeah. the battles over that. It's just draining year after year. You guys know how it is. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, so what's yours? So mine is yoga every day. Okay. That's a big one. But I mean like five minutes, it could be five minutes. Yeah. There's no reason I get my, I, and so Yes, I'm not like that far that I'm looking at 2019 in detail yet. Yeah. But I've been thinking about this for two years. Okay. Every time I do yoga. Yeah. That day is better. Oh my gosh. It's like, and that's so it's simple. So simple. Yeah. I could get out of my bed. I could walk into my, I don't even have to use my mat. I could do 15 sun salutations and my day would be better if I did that. My back would feel better yeah. if I did that. I would probably be inspired to do more, honestly. Yeah. But somehow, yeah, I get up in the morning and before I can stretch my body and get it moving and start breathing and all those things, I can tort myself into some uncomfortable position <laughs> hunched over my computer <laughs> or like I'm already mentally jumping ahead to two o'clock and making a to-do list. I haven't even gotten into the day yet. Like, or like I'm in my to-do list, but like, there's no reason for that. I have the time. I yeah. have the five to 50 minutes a day to do it yep. every day. And I have not made it a habit. I've made it a nice to have that I try to squeeze in. Yeah. Um, and I've made it way too class oriented. So right now I've got mm -hmm. my yoga studio where I go. I've got their schedule posted next to my bed mm -hmm. on my wall, which has actually helped because before I was like looking on my phone every day to yeah. see what the classes were for the day. It's right on my bed. Right next to my bed, I starred the classes I like. Mm -hmm. um, there's at least one every day that I could go to, if not two, to choose from. So there's that. I have that. And I'll probably go to like two a week. That's my goal. Yeah. To just choose two of those classes and go every week. And then the other days, I can get up. My sister let me use her Yoga Glow um, subscription to see okay. if I like it. It's great. It's like streaming yoga. We have um, the sponsors of ours that we've worked with yeah. that like um, Victorious yep. has streaming there's yoga and, with Adrian. That's not a sponsor. It's just a really yep. popular YouTube channel. Lots of people recommend that one. Yeah. And you can just, there's lots of ways to do it. Yeah. There's so many ways to do it. I could just memorize a couple yeah. of transition, like a couple of flows and I could just do those. Like, yeah, there's no reason not to, I just need to do it. And it might literally be setting an alarm on, oh, like an alert on my phone or something like sometimes, yeah. but you're such a rebel. You would want to ignore that. Even I, I want to ignore those and I'm not a rebel. I know. But sometimes I have to want it enough for myself. And then yeah. I have, and then sometimes I really do need that external reminder or yeah. external Yeah, if motivator. it's a matter of actually yeah. just forgetting, then I could see that working. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I think I need to do. It's a mindset thing. It's like, it, it's again, getting, I hope that people tune into our um, January 1st episode because I think mm -hmm. it's going to be really good. But I really want to talk about discipline and like mm -hmm. how hard it can be to create discipline around something, even when you really want to do it. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. So. All right. Um, okay, guys. Well, um, if you are someone who celebrates Christmas with your family, Merry, Merry Christmas. That is coming up in just a few days. And Merry Christmas to you, Megan. Um, Thanks, Sarah. 
Guys, don't forget to tell all your pregnant friends about the talent search that we are doing for a new pregnancy podcast. We are getting a lot of questions, a lot of inquiries, um, and that talent search is open until sometime in January. Um, so just pass the word around if you think you know someone who would be great. And then, like I said at the top of the show, Tuesday is Christmas, but we will drop an episode on Wednesday. And it's another fun kind of look back, but in a very different way from this one. So yeah, tune in for that. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next you week. The Mom Hour is supported by partners like Erica. Erica is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug when they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. Erica was built by a dad of three boys who saw that teens themselves were really becoming self-aware to the risks of social media, and he wanted to help them self-regulate. Erica works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Sarah, I have been having just the best time making my new podcast, The Teas Made. I launched back in November and so far I've covered topics like staying warm on cold winter walks, nurturing creativity, how to be a great host, and even Nordic secrets to loving winter. Well, you know I am fan number one of The Teas Made. It's got such a cozy vibe, and it seems like you've really hit your stride in covering topics like wellness, self-care, comforting rituals and routines, and home and family life. Just look for The Teas Made with Megan Francis wherever you get your podcasts, or head to theteasmade.com to find all the episodes.